This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is for all my motherfucking niggas that's in the penitentiary. All my motherfucking niggas that's on the run. All my motherfucking niggas that's trying to get them some motherfucking mail. That ain't born the motherfucking police. I ain't born the motherfucking penitentiary cause a nigga ain't scared. It's for all the motherfucking niggas who on that motherfucking Ferguson unit. All them real OGH niggas on that Darrington unit. Them real murdering ice niggas on that Kofi unit. Hello there, everybody. What's up, y'all? Not a better from Quag Dave right here, man. He wrote it for the world. But I'm gonna let everybody get a chance to jump in. I ain't been live in a while. I really just feel like going live, man. My grandma passed away. I have a lot of shit going on, so. And uh, kicking back, you know, going to do a post here and there. Let's say TX Loop, man. I just, what's up, Nick? What's up? Paul, oh, Salute, Frank. Appreciate y'all jumping in. Christina Lynn, what's up, baby? Yes, you know what it is. Got a letter here from my bro, man. That great day. That great day was uh, white, my little player. I'm too strong for a suicide. I'd rather lay my time out like a jeep right unless here. they kill me. Third block, 15, 6. Y'all hear me all right? Oh, I'll be over here, man. I'm trying to let it go. I don't know if y'all hear me okay. Oh, that's my brother right there. Who's up? What's up, brother? Can you hear me okay? Brother, what's up, man? But a nigga ain't scared of nothing but the meeting of Jesus Christ. I'm gonna just get up out of here, man. And uh first of all, y'all let me know if you can hear me. Nobody answer. All right, that's what's up, man. Listen. This right here, I already introduced him, but I didn't tell him what was happening. He had absolutely no idea that I had this prison channel. He's been gone seven and a half years right now. During his seven and a half years, about six of those, I was in federal custody. So I wasn't able to like legally write them. Of course, I was in prison. I couldn't visit them. When I got out of prison, when I was on parole, now I would drop by all the time, Galveston County, and stick a little money in that machine and use a fake name. But I would still use my mom's address, so he'd always know who dropped it. You know what I mean? I did that a lot. And pretty much... Uh, Something right there, but uh, anyway, anytime a homie would enter the county, exit the county, whatever, he would always send a message. I would say, Thank you for the love, thank you for the support, you know what I mean. 
and I've only talked to him on the telephone a few times. But I do always show him that I still love him, man, because I know how it feels. It's a terrible feeling when people forget you. He's literally going to uh, talk about that right here. Y'all give me one sec. I'll be right back, all right? Literally just build have my power drink. Don't go nowhere, y'all. I'll be right back. Hold on. No place at all. I hadn't been live in so long, I'm forgetting how to do it. That's crazy, huh? All right, yeah, I don't go nowhere. I'll be back in about like less than one minute, y'all. I apologize. Get that up out the way right here. And uh, make sure I got this right here going. And before I even start out, I'm going to say shout out to my brother Tony out there in California. Because if y'all ain't subscribed to stories written by a current prisoner, he actually just dropped a story that I did for him about two hours ago. Man, the views are going through the roof, though. So make sure you're subscribed to Stories Written by a Current Prison. You go check out the story I did. Check this out. This is from Dave right here. 55 years from murder. Sitting on the Alfred Hughes unit, Gatesville, Texas, right here. And he added a little note in here and said, thank you for everybody that watches this video. And thank you for everybody that pays attention because he feels like he's forgotten in there. And this is letting him know he's not. Texas Prison Stories. Allow me to introduce myself to my boy Tim Snow's YouTube. My government name is David Allen, but most of my friends know me by Ag Dave. I'm 40 years young, and I was born and raised in Galveston County, Texas. I'm currently incarcerated on a maximum security unit in Gatesville, Texas. I'm seven and a half years in on a 55-year sentence. I will have to serve 27 and a half years of that to be eligible for parole, so I have 20 more for a shot. I'm housed in a G3 section of my unit. For those that aren't familiar with what a G3 is, it's a prison custody level. A person with a G3 custody level has a sentence of 50 or more years and were housed separately from the general population. Only after the first 10 years of incarceration can I then be moved and housed with general population. Right now, I have two and a half more years to go before that can happen. This is my third time in the adult prison system with a total of more than 14 years. I've probably seen just about everything there is to see in prison, good and bad. Prison life is much different than the free world. You have to adapt if you're going to survive. And when I say survive, not necessarily in the literal sense, but also in the spiritual sense. Something a person has to do is prepare for it if he's going to do a long bid and understand the possibility that most of the so-called friends and family that you once had, once had will start to slowly disappear. Correspondence with those people you once knew will eventually cease altogether. The letters and visits you used to get in abundance that was once your lifeline to the free world will no longer exist. So now your mind is occupied with the everyday events of prison life. Here, the bars, the cold steel, and the concertina wire will become your entire world. 
here on after the prison politics and violence that run violence that run rampant will be a big part of your everyday life. I've lived around violence my entire life, in and out of prison, so I'm used to it. But for some guys, it can be utterly consuming and shocking. Regardless of, regardless of your ethnicity, age, affiliation, or what unit you're on, prison is no place where any man or woman wants to be. I've seen firsthand the emotional and physical toll it can take on a person. Most will make it back to the free world and resume their lives, but some won't be as fortunate. R.I.P. Mike, a.k.a. Scarface from Lamar, Texas, will forever miss you. And that's my big brother right there. Let me tell you, sometimes this environment can get real depressing. Some might think my 55-year sentence is a long time, and it is. But I'm surrounded by a whole lot of people that don't ever have the slightest chance at ever coming home. I actually have a shot one day, though it's a long shot. But that's better than those with life without parole sentences that are sitting all around me. Shout out to my homeboy, Fresh, G Money, and Mason, to name a few. I feel their pain and I can relate in a lot of ways. When I was first charged, I faced the death penalty. It took an agonizing nine months for the state to abandon it. It took years after that fighting to get the capital murder label off. In the end, the best I could do was 55 years for murder. I was talking with a guy a couple weeks ago who's been locked up 30 years flat. He knows nothing of the technological world that most people on the outside live in. Think about it. The Atari game of my childhood was still out when this man was incarcerated. He's only one of many that is released today would be thrown into a world of complexity and chaos compared to the simple times that they left behind. Imagine that that world would be like for him, probably mind numbing. I know what some people may be thinking. You have the question of why should you have empathy for this man in prison? If you're in prison, you must have done something to deserve it, right? Yes and no. Everyone's situation is different. If you was to hear that man's story, you would even wonder what he's doing in prison for 30 years. But at the end of the day, we're all human and humans make mistakes. Some mistakes are bigger than others. I've seen a lot of sentences that doesn't fit the crime as well. This comes from a very broken judicial system. How is it that one man can murder someone and get 10 or 15 years for it, but another man who robs someone of their property causing no bodily harm in the process gets 99 years? Receives 99 years. That's America's justice system for you. What about this real scenario? A repeat, a, drug, a repeat drug offender who's an addict gets a 60-year sentence at trial because these prosecutors used his prior drug sentence to enhance him. Another guy gets 20 for murder. They're right here next to me. Unbelievable. I'm not saying it's right for these crimes to go unpunished. But that shit's got to be fixed. Or 20 years from now, they'll just be putting a big fence and razor wires around the entire state of Texas. These prisons are running out of room. As it stands, Texas has over 100 prisons with a prison population of over 125,000. That's 125,000 Texas prison stories. This is home now for many of us. We have to make do with what we're given. 
even though all the anger and despair we have, we do actually make time to have some fun. We laugh, we play, we joke around with each other. But at the same time, there's that level of respect that you must follow. The smallest of things can lead to the biggest of things. And when that happens, bad news can beat you home fast. It doesn't take a whole lot for a riot to pop off. But best believe when it does, them shanks and fan motors materialize out of thin air. You ever seen a man get hit in the head with a fan motor before? I have, and it's not pretty. I've been involved in several riots, some by choice, others no choice. Most of those were in my younger years, nearly 20 years ago during my first prison sentence. There were rougher times back then than it was now today. Back then, you were fighting before you had a chance to even put your stuff down when you hit some of those units. They called it a hard check, and back then, nobody was exempt from it, at least not where I was. My unit then was the Torres unit in Hondo, Texas. At the time, it was known as one of the terrible T's, or Telford, Torres, and uh, Terrell unit. The terrible T's, y'all. Telford, Torres, and Terrell. And Terrell got changed to Polanski. It's actually Polanski now. He said those units and many others like Vito, Ferguson, Robert, McConnell, and Connolly were known as rock and roll units, meaning you're going to do a lot of punching, no ifs and ands or buts. He said, but that's a whole nother story in itself. So I'll leave that for next time. Anyway, if anybody wants to hit me up and make conversation, my boy Tim Snow will give you the address. I got nothing but time. That's aggravated Dave right there. 55 years for murder. Alfred Hughes unit. You see, he don't do any crying, making any excuses. None of that shit, man. He just accepts what he did, wishes he never done it. Sitting there day for day, wasting his life, man. He's a dad. He's a great friend. And a killer, man. People are complex in this world, you know what I'm saying? And when you go to prison, you'll be sitting next to people like him, full of emotions, doing big times. And with his 55-year sentence, he literally has one of the smallest sentences on his wing. With that G3 stuff, man, that's like, that's gladiator school. California don't have that, I don't think. Uh, No other state in the United States has a G3 deal where you're 50 years on up. And the men with life without parole can never leave G3. So imagine that. There'll be old men walking on walkers having to fight and kill. Hopefully they won't be like that, but it ain't looking too good right now. He sent me another personal letter that was for me. He did say, don't worry about it. He's 40, but he can still rock with the best of them. He's trying to get a hardship to where he can go to maybe Polanski unit. He said Darrington or something like that, get a little closer to home where he's at right now. There's only one or two guys from Galveston County even there with him, so it's crazy. Let me check these comments. Frank, yeah, man. He's, uh, you know, Telford now, Polanski. He's trying to get over there. You know you're in a dire, messed up situation when you're trying to get to a gladiator farm just because it's closer. Friday night fights. All that type of stuff. Larry told y'all, you, you got to do it till you're 45. And he's only 40. If there's anybody from Galveston County that knows this boy, they'll probably call him out two Fridays in a row and leave him alone. 
You know what I'm saying? And Frank, yeah, that G3 shit sucks, man. That's when my big brother was in. Well, he was saying R.I.P. Scarface right there. That's my real big brother, man. And this is uh, some inequality of the system. Think about it. Ag Dave came out of Galveston County, 55 years for murder. My brother came out of Galveston County, 55 years for 10 grams of cocaine. How the hell is that even fair? My brother went G3 for 10 grams of coke, one Vicodin, and one Valium. Hey, Eva, salute. Appreciate all the comments. Mooja, I will, brother, man. Listen, honest to God, uh, he's going to be all right, man. Like I say, that boy's a rock and roll cat, man. He's down for his. He's a great dude, man. He literally said he's working out tough, gaining his weight back because they were starving him to death in Galveston County. He said he's up to 218 right now, doing a bunch of burpees every single day. He's working in the uh, kitchen, so gaining that back. That's good. You know, kitchen is a little hustle. And man, I promise if there's any officers from Alfred Hughes unit that see this, man, y'all look out for my bro, man. He's not a bad dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, honestly, y'all don't give him no hard time up there. None of that shit. We don't want to make none of y'all famous, but we will if we have to, I swear. This dude right here, like I say, he was one of the most loyal friends I ever had in my life. You know, I haven't talked about it, but listen, the day that he went to go do that murder, he wasn't trying to do a murder. He was trying to do a robbery. He was trying to get the money. Man fought back and he just did, did what he had to do. But literally on the way to that man's house, he was talking to me on the telephone. And never even once said, yo, Tim, I'm going to rob somebody or guess what I'm fixing to do? Nothing. We were talking about my 18-wheeler. I was riding around in Houston. The very next day, I had no idea he'd done it, did not know he was in jail. And I got stopped by the gang task force in Houston in my 18-wheeler asking me these weird questions. And uh, Priscilla, that would be awesome if you do. I'll, I'll shoot it right to him. My cash app is actually... Texas prison stories. It's like dollar sign Texas prison stories. I think mean, I don't use it too much. But if you send anything, I'll send it right to them. And uh, you know, like I say, listen to the attitude where he knows that fifty-five in his surroundings is not much. If he complains one time about fifty-five years to these guys, they're gonna laugh at him, make fun of him. I want you to pay attention to what he said about. Bad news beating you home fast, man. He knows you can die in that place. And motors and shanks materializing out of thin air. Everybody's got something stashed up to fight with, man. It's unbelievable. But, uh, yeah. So if anybody really does want to send something to it, we'll get it to them, though. It's a uh, cash app takes prison stories. But if not, man, I listen, we're just asking for mail. Just write the man, JPM, just support him. That's what he needs most. He's in the kitchen. He don't need a lot of money right now. Not at all. He's doing good. When you work in the kitchen, you can make money in there. You can eat good. You know what I mean? You're fine. That's a blessing working in the kitchen. Because if he was 40 in that field, he'd be mad as hell. And that's facts. He didn't even have to go to the field squad. He hit prison with only two and a half years left of G3. 40 years old, still in shape where he can knock fools out and got a kitchen job. So, well, I was on the side, man. And I'm literally the last person from the free world is still communicating with him. 
That's why it's important. I'm keeping him alive. And he wrote in his letter to me that he's 100% willing to be part of this show and explain to kids and tell them in detail why they don't want to live like him. Why that gangster stuff ain't cool. None of that shit, because he's no turning back for him now. He's going to let people know. Yeah, I appreciate everybody for checking this out. His address is right there scrolling by. Drop my man a postcard, y'all. That's all we need. Frank, I'll see y'all later, man. Text prison stories. Y'all hit that thumbs up and go check out the one I did for stories written by a current prisoner today, too. I shared it on my community tab. Much